0: Throughout the night, I was awakened by dreams of Grandpa back on the cliffs of Dunvegan. I was chasing after him. Each time I nearly caught up, he disappeared in the dense fog. Finally, I could hear only his voice calling me. Becca! He was far off in the fog. I thought he was gone, when suddenly he appeared next to me, but with the horrifying grimace he wore the last time I saw his face. <laughs> It was early morning. There was already a great deal of activity on deck.
1: Hey, Gullivan, is it? Uh, that's right, sailor. This whaleboat you've been working on. She's seaworthy. All that remains is to rig her for launch. Great. Let's get her over to the crane on the larboard side. Um, can you give me a few minutes to stow my tools? All right, then. I'll be back shortly. It's clear. There's a canvas covering some barrels about fifteen feet from us. You can hide there until the boat's rigged. Ready?
0: Right.
2: Greaves, You have the ship! Low the boat, shipkeeper!
0: Greaves, take him into custody. For his own good.
2: Maybe the storm is when he needs to wake him up from his nightmares. All right, all of you back! The captain is gone and I'm in charge. Once the storm passes, we'll cage ourselves out of this calm. Now finish preparations. Get to it!
3: Oh, he's in charge now, eh?
2: <laughs> Damn you! Get moving, I say! Right. Mr. Runthank, you're the source of this insubordination. Get to work now, or I'll throw you in the brig! Who
1: is it that belongs in the brig, crewman? Greaves! Greaves! Allow me to see that- Throw him in the brig! Damn you all! Body and soul! Rigging in blocks!
2: We'll see how long you all survive without me! Alright.
1: This is our chance. I'll go get that sailor and we'll rig the boat. Wait here. This is the day, Rebecca. Today we set ourselves free.
0: He was back in moments, and they dragged the boat away to the crane. I was lost in thought about what was to come when I heard August Boots approach. There were still a few crewmen scattered about the deck, so I wrapped up in a smaller piece of tarp, and he carried me onto the whaleboat. I settled into a corner of the boat. As I could scarcely breathe under the tarp, I loosened it just enough to get air. He must have been watching the whole time.
1: Where are you going, Colin? What have you got under that tarp? Back away, sailor. You go your way and I'll go mine.
3: You seem to have a passenger there. Who might that be? Step off the
1: boat! Now! Stop! Just go away! You there! Call the first mate First mate's in the
0: break, you fool! (laughs) Haven't you heard? Once we were away, I pulled the tarp off. August rode hard to the east. How long will it take to reach land?
1: That I can't tell you. Right now I'm worried about the storm we'll have to go through. There was indeed
0: a mass of clouds that grew darker as we approached. We soon found ourselves amidst them, the wind raging and the waves threatening to swamp our boat. We were thrashed about on the huge swells, tossed so high our hearts were in our throats, and slammed back down so hard that we could hear the boards loosen a bit more each time. One particularly hard landing finally opened a crack by my feet. I panicked, trying to keep the seawater out with my hands, but the hole only widened. August was unaware as he was faced the other way and struggling with the oars. August! He couldn't hear more shouts over the raging storm. I nearly gave up and crawled into the corner when I remembered the tarp, which was somehow still with us. I quickly bunched it up and stuffed it into the crack. The broken wood ripped the skin from my hands as I attempted to see it. Finally, I was successful. I stopped to breathe and noticed a shape in the storm, not fifty feet away.
1: The captain's boat!
0: Cullivan looked to be struggling to point our boat toward the other. The waves pushed us back and forth so violently as to make all struggle fruitless. At that moment, we witnessed the captain's boat go down, swallowed up by a huge breaking wave that crushed it into pieces. We lost hope. Just before I stomped down into the corner of our damaged vessel, I saw the captain's lifeless body floating in the swells. I laid back and waited for the sea to take us.
2: This force that tosses their frail bodies about on the sea. The wind. Just above the rocks and the sea we had managed to create a windless space, allowing us to move freely on their vessel. But this human to whom I am anchored has taken me straight into the center of the chaos. I dare not leave him. My fate is now tied to his.
1: I awaken to a calm sea at night. We were still afloat. I turned around, panicked. But she was there. She had squeezed herself into the front end of the boat under the seat. (coughs) Rebecca! Are you okay? Wake up! August... Yes. The storm has abated, and we still have one oar. At that moment, I heard a sort of clawing at the underside of the boat. It chilled me to the bone.
0: What is it? What's that sound? Captain!
2: He had expired under the waves. I found his body drifting in the swells and reanimated it. With the atmosphere now less chaotic, I could take my leave of these three damned beings. But we were very far from the others now, and I wouldn't survive on my own for long. But there came to me a tremor, a familiar pattern of vibrations from deep in the sea. A part of the rocks that brought us to this world had set down somewhere not far from us. So I empowered this body to take us there.
1: Captain, are you... Why does he not speak?
0: August, I saw him. He was dead in the sea.
1: We rode hard, harder than I have ever seen a man row. We continued to take in more water. I tried to talk to him, he was silent, and the look on his face was like a man obsessed with a singular purpose. Perhaps he only wanted to save us, so why did I feel his objective was somehow more sinister? After a while, he suddenly stopped and sat still. I looked around. We now had several feet of water in the boat. We wouldn't last long at this rate.
0: Listen, do you hear that?
1: Look, down there, the same red glow. A
2: small part of our world beckoned to me. A different piece of the rock than the one I knew. But if I could find my way through the rift, I might yet survive.
1: We watched as he swam downward into the blackness. In the still night air, and not another soul in sight, our boat slowly filled with water.
3: And that concludes Be Calmed a Mandible Judy miniseries thanks a lot for listening we hope you enjoyed it if you did you might consider leaving us a review on iTunes it really does help us get the word out and of course as a Patreon supporter or a Supercast subscriber you will have access to bonus content including the Motherload editions the Judy audio wiki music from Mandible Judy and Under Dead Water Pledge as little as $1 per episode to receive these perks and more at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy or mandiblejudy.supercast.com. Our cast this week was Sarah Hoffaker, Matthew Robertson, Clayton Romero, Brandon Duke, Chris Burke, with Graham Rowett, Bonnie Bogovic, and Ty Anderson. Sound design is by Chris Burke, and music is by GloMag. Drop us an email with any thoughts, suggestions, or just to say hi at infomandiblejudy.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Check out the show notes for more. Under Dead Water Season 3 is in the works. Check our social media for info.